Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, one and all, to episode 159 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast, newest member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. My name is Patrick Rahal, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd, because I've been called way, way worse. Uh, And joining me, as always, is my co-host on the show and co-host in life. She is the Mistress of Merlot, the Real Housewife of Transylvania, the Michael Phelps of Wine, and the Queen of the Monsters. Ladies and gentlemen, Ashes Von Nightmare. Oh, hey. That was enthusiastic. And uh, we are, of course, also joined by the hardest working man in podcasting, the man with the velvet voice, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Wolfenstein. Sup? Yep. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. <laughs> and uh, we have a very special show for you today. Not that any of our other shows aren't special, but this one is especially special for its specialness. Uh, we are joined by comic book writer from Source Point Press, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ben Goldsmith. Hey, what's up, everyone? See, that's how you do it. That's an enthusiastic uh, greeting. Coming in hot. Pew, pew. See, he even <laughs> has his own sound effects. Where were you on yeah, that man, that's, one, that's, that's, that's my catchphrase. Did you not know that? I, I had a feeling. I mean, you were running around Scaricon saying that, like, nonstop. Pew, pew. I, was, I was like, hey, God, what's going on? Buy my comic. Pew, pew. People would be like, uh, no, thank you. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, I I said this early, behind, a little behind the curtain. I, I said this earlier, so now it's just, now to you guys, it just sounds like I'm, I'm placating, you know, so. You know. Well, no, no. Now we know we, you actually mean it. You know, because you're you're saying it again for everyone to hear. But see, uh, if it's, uh, if, oh, wait, wait. If right, it's so not on point, air, it doesn't count. Can I swear on the show? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Okay, so first and foremost, that's bullshit, right? Because, like, <laughs> of course, of course I'm going to say that in front of people. Like, do you think that I fart in front of people? No, I fart I in front do. of my girlfriend and my dog. And then, like... You know, do you think that I brush my teeth on days when I don't see people? No. That's you fair. know, so so let, let you know. For, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. I think that the one earlier was probably the more sincere one, if anything. Yeah, we can go with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what we like to do, uh, Ben, is we like to do a little thing called getting into character with our first time guests, and uh, what we do is we ask you a series of random questions to kind of, you know. Uh, break the ice and and help the folks at home know a little bit more about you and help us know a little bit more about you. So uh, Great. we have some questions prepared. Uh, are you ready? Are any of them about farting in front of my dog or girlfriend? They I had to cross that one out. <laughs> <laughs> so we're down one. I have to come up with we're a new question. To, oh shit! I, you know, I I really messed this up, guys. All right, take two. Start again. Do this, this the whole thing. This again. is why okay. we. This is why we don't skip rehearsal. Wait, we don't even do rehearsal. Yeah. This is all off the cuff. <laughs> so I'm going to start you off with a, a, a bit of a head scratcher. Do you consider a hot dog to be a sandwich? No. That's easy hard, enough. Yeah, hard, hard no. That's, this is, I think this is sort of one of those like uh, blue and black or gold and white dress situations where it's like it's been... Yeah. It's been around, and, and of course, I've had to think, and, and no, it's not. I mean, uh, no, it's a hot dog. It's got its own name, right? Like, that's that's like a whole thing. I don't know. And, and people will probably be like, well, a Reuben's called a Reuben. And I'll be like, well, 
then good for you. Go eat a Reuben. I actually like Reuben's. I'll eat it with you. Um, wait, wait. What's the consensus with you guys? See, I, I, I don't think it is. I think it's all in the way you hold. Like, if you have to use two hands to kind of hold it, like, you know, I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with the bread. Because, I mean, a cheesesteak would have the same type of bread, but you'd need to hold a cheesesteak with two hands. Yeah, but also a cheesesteak isn't a sandwich either. That's a cheesesteak. Listen, I, I, here's my thing about this. I think that we, you might even have to Rorschach this one a little bit too. Is like It has less to do with like – it has less to do with the connotation of a sandwich in general as much as it is how much do you think your opinion matters, right? Like I, you asked me a question and the question was opinion-based. So yes. I gave you my opinion and then if someone – wanted to and successfully was able to change my mind, uh, I would gladly change it without a, a moment's notice. Or if someone said to me, like, you know, uh, well, I don't agree with that, I'd be like, you know what? I don't fucking care. You know, because at the end of the day, it's it's like that's an opinion question. So really this question kind of says more like how much do you think your opinion matters than anything else? Ooh, I turned it back around on you guys. Well, see, I would, <laughs> I would, I would say in that case, um, if you are willing to listen to reason, that, you know, your opinion is your opinion, but if you're willing to listen to reason and, you know, if someone presents a good argument, you're like, you know what? I can change my mind. I can, I can understand it. You're willing to see both sides. You know, you don't look at it as strictly black and white. You know that there are shades of gray. And, you know, are we talking regular? Are we talking like a Fenway Frank? Are we talking about a foot long? Are we talking about those extra long dogs? Are we talking about like... You know, all these different variants of hot dogs. Are we talking Are Chicago style? Are we really style? having an in-depth conversation about I'm hot dogs saying, right now? Wait, hold, hold on. He's, go, he's getting somewhere here. <laughs> I, I feel preach, yeah. preach, brother. So, you know, when I say hot dog, you know, what I uh, envision could be different from what you envision. You know, so the way you're looking at something, you're, you're thinking, okay, based on my interpretation of the question, this is what my answer is. Did you have that nice, like, music in the background of that? Yeah, that was nice. I hope I hope that was a moment for people. It was. I, I wanted to I, give, I wanted to give you a pulpit, a musical pulpit on which to stand and proselytize. I I, uh, I appreciate that. That's very yeah. rare that I have that. <laughs> Usually, um, it's just it's just the melodic sounds of people telling him to shut up. Yes, hundreds of people. They in do it unison. melodically, do they? Wait, let me try. I want now. I want to do this. All right, talk talk about something annoying. Go for it. Uh, so, I find it very irritating in. Marvel films when they set up a, a, a series of rules, but then they decide that they're not going to listen to their own rules, like in Ant Man. Shut up! Yeah, see, there you go. Exactly. Like, <laughs> see, that was That's very melodic. She was right. She yeah. was right. <laughs> so, my question for you: If okay. you were running for president, who would you choose as your running mate? John Stewart. Oh, oh good dude. call, dude. Yes. These are good questions, and and like I feel like I came prepared for that. the The quickness with which I've answered both of these so far will make people think that you gave me these beforehand. But no, <laughs> oh no! Anyone who listens to the show who has also been on the show understands that we tell you we're going to ask you questions, but we don't tell you what these questions are. And sometimes we don't even know what the question. Like I was writing mine down. Like once we got to the studio, cool. Um, I like it. I like it. No, John Stewart. No question. Um, Perfect. He is. Listen, if if you have never, I, I religiously, I, I've 
I mean, oh my god, I've read everything there is to read about or by him. I have watched every episode of The Daily Show. I've watched every clip of anything he's ever been on. Um, there is no man now, – now, that doesn't mean that he's infallible. We're human. We're all infallible. But there is no man who cares more about the things that he talks about than Jon Stewart. Mm-hmm. I I hate Trevor Noah because he feels just so like, oh, you're the writer's mouthpiece. Like, you don't give a shit. You're waiting for your movie deal and fuck off. Um Versus John Stewart, who was like, "Dude, did you guys see the stuff with him in the 9/11 uh, yep. Holy shit! Like this guy, he goes to bat for these people every time this bill comes up, and like, I mean, you can tell it's like it's ripping him apart, but he still does it. I have so much respect for him as a human being. Um, that clip so, of them giving him the jacket, the signed jacket. So look, so you look at that. You look at that and you tell me that those people don't appreciate him to his to his core, all right? You, you look at any – like most of these fuckers in, in power, uh, no one if, – if, if someone – if the guy was on fucking fire, no one would piss on him. Right. John Stewart, on the other hand, garners the respect of the people that he speaks for and with. Uh, that, that's, a no, that's a no-brainer, John Stewart. And that's a hell of a reason why too, so – um, yeah, I don't think you could have answered that any better. That was a great call. Well, thank you. I love to go on interviews and podcasts where people compliment my answers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is uh, your most disappointing trick-or-treat experience as a kid? <laughs> I have one for this, too. That's a great <laughs> So... If you if you guys if you guys couldn't tell from my booming voice, uh, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot two. I'm about two hundred and sixty sixty five two seventy. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm a big guy, and I always have been ever since I was a kid. So I think it, probably around when I was thir- 12, probably around twelve or, or, or thirteen. You know, like an age where you're starting to cash it in, but you still got a couple good years of trick or treating in. Uh, it might have even been earlier, to be honest with you. Uh, I remember going to a house and the lady being like, aren't you too old to trick or treat? And it was devastating. Cause like all of my friends were perfect. She was happy. Like, here's your Twix. Here's your cat. Oh, you're a big bitch. You know? And like, <laughs> uh, you know, so that felt, that was so devastating. That hurt so bad. And it was like, cause the, the, the runner up would be when my buddy Joe Mancini fell on one of the steps and, uh, like literally almost like dove Superman style down the steps. And, uh, we, we spent a while like, you know, making him feel better. Like, Oh no, 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 that's cool. Don't worry. You're, you're good, man. You're good, man. But like, uh, that was funny, right? It's, it's like in, in hindsight, it's funny versus like the lady at, you know, seven Glen Meadow drive is like, you're still a dickhead. Like I still am mad at you for <laughs> taking my childhood from me, uh, prematurely. And it's not like you'd have an ID to show her. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't chugging beers. I was like, I can really, you know, my favorite Teresa's if you have a couple extra, you know. And she's like, You're, aren't you a little large, large boy? And I was also a fat kid growing up, too. So it was like, I think it was even the double impact of like, oh. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. Were you dressed up? 
Yeah, of course. See, that was a, if you were dressed up, I did not care how old you are. I'm giving you some fucking candy. If you were not dressed up, though, if you have a legit reason for not being dressed up, like, you know, some people can't deal with that. That's fine. But like the people who just don't dress up because they're lazy, you're not getting any candy. Yeah, like it's, you're like, this is this is a uh, this is a transactional interaction. Right. Sir. Uh, you, you need to entertain me. You have not me. held up your part of the bargain. Here. Right. You need to entertain me with your costumed presence and then I will give you a treat in return. Yeah, your shitty your shitty ghost is not cutting it, buddy. <laughs> no, your your shirt that just says costume. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, or, uh, error, oh, error, well. error for costume not found. Like, all right, nerd. Yeah. All right, next question. Oh, oh, it's my turn. Yeah, I was okay. waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wait, can I? Let's do this. Can I? Can we switch it up? Can I ask you a question? Sure. Wow. All right. Uh, well, I'm gonna make. The, I literally have no idea what question. Right, let's let's go for it. Uh, what top of my head? Um, the your favorite song. Your oh oh no, I got it. The first song you remember either getting laid to or making out to. Go. Um, like us together, or just like in general. Wait, are you guys a couple? We're married. We're married. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, then well then, this is even better. Yes, I want to hear the one you guys think is the one and then see if it's the same one. Well, I would say... <laughs> that would have been more awkward if you guys weren't married and, and yeah. were like, together? We're at the same <laughs> one. <laughs> I would, we're just, time we're, after time, we're, we're, <laughs> at the exact same time and then they look at each other like... <laughs> It was you. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden it would just start playing in the background. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it'd have to be some some song probably from, from the Shaun, Shaun of, of the, the Dead, Dead soundtrack. Yep. Oh, 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 oh. The, oh Queen, Queen, Don't yeah, Stop Me. Don't Stop Me Now the, by the karaoke Queen. karaoke scene. Yeah. Not the which, karaoke, but the, the, the jukebox which, scene. Out of, out of context, a little rapey. If you're like <laughs> the first... The first song I ever got laid to was Don't Stop Me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ugh, yeah. But, but in context, it, it works. I mean, or it could have been, uh, oh, what's the one when he's like, so on the soundtrack, it leads with him. And he's saying, can I get any of you cunts a drink? And then uh, it's, the, it's the one with all the la-las in it. That's, you know, uh, la, 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 it's by the specials, la, la, I believe. La, la, la. But I can't. It think might of the be that one it, too. But it's by the specials. Uh, figment. Figment of. I'm looking it up. I'm doing the look up. Oh. So, hold on. I, I could. I could do I that too. I don't need to. <laughs> I know. It's like we all have. Like, oh, these... hey! I have my phone sitting right here, and I know how to Google things. The bl- What's the that? Blue Rat by uh, Monster, Mister. Uh, Mental by uh, 80s Matchbox Beeline Disaster. Oh, that's a great band name. <laughs> uh, Meltdown by Ash. Don't Stop Me by Queen. Yep. White Lines. Don't Do It. Grandmaster Flash. Uh, no, no, that was. All right. Well, you know what? This is an abject failure, and I am moving on from this. It's not a failure. I'm like, we all knew exactly what. Uh, you know, we both knew exactly what song it was. Yeah, you guys failed. Fuck you. I did great. Oh, Ghost Town. No, Ghost not, Town by the not, Specials. It's not Ghost Town. It's not that uh, one. Oh, uh, uh, it's a shame. I'd have to... 
It might uh, be. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Well, we'll just say "Don't Stop Me Now" by by, by Queen. Yeah, because that's that's a really iconic. Because this isn't in order. Looking scene at this. of that film as well. Just that's more. great. That's a. I, that's a. I think that's a. A. That's a great song in general. And then like, the fact that it was Shaun of the Dead is even better. Yes, it took us several tries to get through that movie. Wait a second. What are you telling me? I thought you were going to say something <laughs> else. Several <laughs> tries. What do you? Yeah. No, what, <laughs> <laughs> what is uh details <laughs> let's just say that halfway through the uh the the day we had to go to wendy's and i told her she could get anything she wanted off the dollar menu not to exceed five dollars well big spender i can see why she ended up with you yeah right that's that's not a lie that, that's the actual truth. That really happened. Yeah. Uh, what, did, what did you think when he said that to you? Two qu- <laughs> you got two questions. How do you like that? Um, so what I thought was, oh, wow, somebody actually wants to buy me dinner. Oh. That's so nice. This is another one of those Rorschach things where it's, it's more like, how do you feel about yourself? Well, I mean, like, he bought me a junior bacon cheeseburger, and at the time, I loved those. So he, he bought me something that I liked. So. At the time, what do you mean? At the time, at the now, at the I mean, this is still good. <laughs> I mean, this is also almost ten years ago. Yes. Uh, all right, and you saved that burger ever since, right? Oh yeah, it's uh, it, it hasn't aged a day. Did you did you dip it in brass like my parents did with my baby shoes? <laughs> Just the pickles. <laughs> Son, these pickles got your dad laid. Um. <laughs> And passed on from generation to generation. My great great grandfather had these pickles. <laughs> that might that might have to be the, the Ray Hall family pickles. <laughs> oh my god! How about? Well, no, I'm thinking of a show title. Bronze pickles got me laid. <laughs> oh my god! We're not even we're not even through the question. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is a typical episode. <laughs> also, I have a Kickstarter you guys want to fund. <laughs> For more entertaining content like this. Um okay, let's keep let's keep going. What what is my next question? Okay, so if you were waiting out the apocalypse in a bunker and could only bring three pieces of entertainment media with you, what would they be? Okay, just does it count like if you, if it, so it has to be specific like right? you can't be like a Nintendo Switch with all the games that I have right like it's got to be Correct. like a specific it's like you know the, this bunker is tricked out with with everything so it's up to you Shit. to bring like a movie or or an album or you know a video game or what have you I could play Fallout oh, 4 for the fuck. rest of it. Or like uh, a, a, a specific comic book or something Oh come on okay uh, all right. Well, I mean, just I guess just off the top of my head, I'll go with Elliot Smith's figure eight as the music portion, because it's like I could listen to that over and over and over again um, for the for the reading thing. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe collected works. Nice. And then for uh, let's just do like like across the media division. Like let's, oh, I have a TV, right? Like I have like yeah. access yeah. to a TV. All right. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I, t- I take that back. My guitar. Oh, there you go. Right? Does that does that count? Because I could. 
That's well, I mean, like your, your guitar is something separate. So okay, like, all right, your guitar right. is already in there. So it's like, you know, just like physical, like media. Yeah, like to something to read you. or listen to or... I see. I like see. you could do um, two books and an album, two albums and a book, three albums, you know, two movies. You know, I don't know. You know, a, a, a series, a, a TV box series? set. Yeah, yeah like a saying. TV box set or something. Like, oh, I have the Twilight Zone box Twilight set. Twilight Zone. Yeah. I, oh! <laughs> no way. No way. That was crazy. Yeah, twi- yeah, absolutely. Twilight Zone collected the, the entire run. Yeah. Okay. That's a... That, that, it's weird that you said that. That's awesome. I mean, that's probably what I would go with. So like, all, all of those choices are ones that, like, I could go back to and, and re-explore, right? Like, that's... Oh, yeah. A, oh, yeah. That's the thing about those is that they will... As I get older in this bunker, like it will change depending on my perception. So I, I'm I'm happy. Those three are good. I'll take that. All right. And uh, this should be a fairly easy one. Uh, what is your favorite ice cream? You'd think. You'd think <laughs> that that would be an easy one. You son of a bitch. All right. You know what? Uh, I hate you. Um, this is. <laughs> It's Fish Food by Ben and Jerry's, and not just because I love the band Fish, which I told you earlier in 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 uh, in confidence, and you've you've per- you've you've you know. Oh, I've tricked you into it admitting it. <laughs> you've you've aborted my information. You are the sh- you know real shitty back alley abortionist that pulled this information from me. Uh, I am I'm a, a dire. <laughs> <laughs> I am a tire fish fan, and actually, that fucking ice cream is so good with the little marshmallows. Oh, in it really it. is! It's amazing. Oh my god! I, I yeah. Um, do you guys have an answer for that one? For me, I, I'm I'm kind of boring. I'm a cookies and cream guy. Okay, I fucking love my cookies and cream. Yeah. All right. I get it. I get it. Sprinkles? No sprinkles? Um, uh, you know, if I'm gonna mix it up like i'll put different cookies in there like additional cookies like i literally okay. did that last well, night <laughs> i put more oh, oreos yeah, they, in it they, uh male ejaculate none uh usually none hopefully that's uh, okay okay cool. i mean it depends <laughs> on how good I, the ice cream is you know i, <laughs> you know, well, I might you produce know, i was curious how much cream you like Ooh. um this is is this what you guys expected yeah, this is what we hope for. Yeah, like ah, there we go. We go, we go blue pretty, pretty quick mm. in a lot of these shows. Yes. Well, I, to be fair, I met you at a horror convention. So. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, we're uh, we're 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 pretty uh, we're pretty loose when it comes to our morals on the show. And in real life, I was saying, and in general, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, so, I think that's it for the questions. That's so, great. What we'll do is uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll uh, marinate in our juices here, and then we'll uh, in our cream in yeah. our cream. Just just tell the people you're gonna rip one out, and then we're gonna come back. Yeah, I mean, I think we got time for that. Then yeah. uh, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk about some of the stuff that you've done. <laughs> as far as as far as transitions go, man, that one was that one was. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you about all the all the things I've done. Um, to to the song "Don't Stop Me Now." <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Cool. Thank you. Awesome, guys. Let's do it. Right, Let's so get we'll... the first break. All right, Lisa mattresses, guys. Lisa mattresses <laughs> are 
some of the most firm mattresses that I've ever slept on. These mattresses come partially used, and uh, wait, are we are we still are we doing this? Yeah, we're still. I mean, yeah. I'm just oh. I'm just listening. All right, great. Well, then, uh, I'm in highly that case, interested in these mattresses. Oh, I'm on, let me tell I'm you on about the website buying one right now. Yeah. If if you use the code. Uh, uh mail ejaculate cookies and cream you will get 10% <laughs> off of your lisa mattress that's a good deal that's a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're going to head to our actual commercial break and uh then we'll be right back talking with uh, ben goldsmith Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Okay. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Hey guys, this is James Thomas, director of Megalodon, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say... Once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. And we are back, and uh, I hope you guys all got your your Lisa mattresses. I hope you had the chance to uh, get that sale. It was only going on for the for the next uh, thirty seconds. So wait, I didn't catch it. What was that uh, savings code again? Male ejaculate cookies and cream uh, after the website name. I can't believe you guys made me listen to all those advertisements. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, everybody am, gets to listen. I am to actively them. upset with all of you. <laughs> Uh, it's good so, to be back. Hi, Ben Goldsmith here on Trick or Treat Radio. Throwdown Thursday. <laughs> Radio? Am I not? Am I wrong? He's still advertising. Yeah, you're. At, well, you heard the ad for Trick or Treat Radio, but that wasn't us. That's for uh, Wolfie's show. 
My bad. Hold on. Ben Goldsmith here on uh, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Good to see you guys. <laughs> Happy to be here. Love your work. Trying to keep you caffeinated, keep you awake. Yep. Doing, doing our best. So thank you. You're a uh, you're a comic uh, writer. You like to write comic books. Did you know that? I what? <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> Dude, no, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I do. I write comic books. Um, I was a professional musician and actor out uh, in in L.A. for a long time, and then um, just kind of got sick of other people telling me what to do. So I wanted to make my own thing and, and uh comic books is the absolute best possible way you could do that really so there's a, a a huge market for comics especially now with you know the marvel cinematic universe really bringing people who you know weren't nerds like you know like i was you know as a kid you know i loved the i had all the marvel trading cards and i was really yep. into the superheroes um favorite favorite x-men go favorite x-men uh wolverine you know, I know it's lame, but uh, I did, I did like Shatterstar. I know he was X Force. Um, Cable was always one of my favorites. Oh, rad! I just, That's uh, you know what, dude. The Wolverine. You're like, ah, and then you got me with the Shatterstar. I was like, oh, this cat knows what's up. Hey, you know, obviously, I have listened to every single episode uh, of uh, of this podcast that has <laughs> ever existed. But uh, do you guys get a lot of comic book writers on here? Uh, no, I... I believe you are our second... You're our first writer. Right. Yes. Uh, but we've had a couple... Actually, no, we had one one guy, one other person. He wasn't there specifically to talk about comic books, but we had uh, Steve Van Sampson, who works with uh, our buddy Yeah, Derek for Rook. Rookhouse. Yes. Well, and we had yeah. Derek Rook and on and the we show also, as well. Um, for yeah, we had Derek episode. right before... Oh, right after you, that. oh please, dude, I'm... I'm the I'm the wake of Derek Rook's uh, boat, man. That that cat, I I fucking love me some Rook, man. He's a good dude. Um, but uh, okay, cool. You know, just just checking. I mean, obviously, again, I've listened to every episode, so I just, really it was for all the people listening who have missed the all the previous episodes. Yeah, if you had missed the most recent ones, yeah. yeah. Me, I'm caught up, baby. Yeah. I I I would I expect sleep nothing less. Sleep guys um that's why i knew you were married obviously in the beginning. <laughs> yeah <laughs> some real continuity issues here uh, but yeah, the, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the question i have for you to to kind of start off is you know okay like i was saying you know, the the uh there's so much saturation of the comic market what is it that you feel like <clears throat> you have done in order to kind of stand out from you know your typical you know, comic, uh, you know, like, you know, DC or Image or Marvel or, or Dark Horse or Valiant, one of those uh, companies. What is it that, you know, you like to put into your into your work that stands yeah, that, out? That's, dude, that's, uh, that's an, both an excellent question and one glasses push up the nose away from my dad. Like, oh, well, what do you think you're adding to this? Um uh, I'm to totally kidding. It's a wonderful question. I don't mean to do <laughs> that. You're asking a very sincere and nice question, and, uh, I, and I'm making a joke of it. Uh, but uh, you know what, dude? That's – in general, anytime you make any art, you really have to look at things like that and be like – I mean this thing – listen, at the end of the day, it's like this thing already exists. So it's like why do you think – what's so special about you, fuckhead? You know what I mean? Like what's – what are you bringing to it? And um, – Comics, although saturated, has been sort of 
stuck in its ways for a real long time. Um, I, I said earlier, I come from, you know, a theater background. So the way when I studied story, I studied it through script. So like, uh, you know, the, the, the intensive classes on like the, the, you know, Ibsen and, and, uh, and, you know, obviously Shakespeare and like all these kind of things. And, and I'm no, I'm not those guys, but that's, that's how I approached learning story structure, especially when you are, your, your main goal is to guide an audience's experience, right? Like you're writing these things to be ephemeral, to exist at the exact moment that they are being imbibed. Uh, and that, that was, so that's where I come from. And, and sort of like in reading comics is like, I always like these things, but they, they definitely after a while started to feel real stale. And, um, but, but I guess I'm getting a little bit card ahead of the horse here. I mean, like when I started, I started just cause I love comic books and I love everything about it. I have a Batman tattoo. Like I love all of, you know, your answers earlier, like Wolverine, Shatterstar, Cable. Yeah, of course, all that stuff. Um, and I just really wanted to be more in charge of the whole thing, like direct it, like write down on the page and say, this is what's going to happen. And then like, I like this angle. And I, if we do this three panel thing, it'll really resonate in a certain way. And then, uh, and then from there you, you hopefully advance in your art and you truly start to marry the, the, the things that you like about what you've already read with things that you want to see, you know? So, uh, so now to answer your question about like, what am I bringing to it now? It's, it really, it's, it's this, this trying to be as, uh, a little more honest, but with that same, like, so honest with the pathos, uh, but with at the same time, like crafting these experiences, um, like you, you guys read the first Seance Room, right? The, yeah, that correct. Book that got, so that's the book that got me started. That book got me into Sourcepoint Press, uh, which since has gotten me into other comic book companies. And now I'm on, I'm on the road. I do about twenty twenty five shows to thirty shows a year. Uh, you know, every every essentially, you know, if you think about like uh, fifty two weeks in a year, and I'm on the road for a majority of those. Uh, sometimes they're local. Sometimes like I just got back from Miami last week, so like, and I'm in Boston. That's where I live, and. Uh, so it's that's a lot of a lot of time, and uh, Seance Room was the first one. That's what got me there, and you guys read that. So did I mean? Did you feel? Uh, I mean, I guess I'm kind of putting. It, boy, what a loaded question! But not really. You told me you liked it earlier. So behind the scenes again, uh, did you guys feel like that was a typical comic experience, or or, or did it feel more like a play? It definitely it had that aesthetic of, you know, like. You know, the different, they were definitely, like, very specific set pieces, especially when, you know, the, the senator goes up into... He's like, oh, yeah, the phone's right in here. And the senator goes into the room, and then, like, all this crazy shit starts playing out. And it's like, it definitely had, like, a stage play vibe to it. I think that's one of the reasons why I liked it so much. Like I said earlier off air, I'm not really a comic book person, uh, but this isn't as cut and dry as some comic books are. And now that you tell me that you have this you know, theatrical background, it makes so much sense because 
I too, I've done, you know, I've done some theater, some acting, some, you know, performing and whatnot. So I really appreciate, you know, theatrics and, and the little details and stuff that, that are in things. So the fact that, you know, this, this comic book had those things in there that a lot of comic books don't. Um, and also I think that uh, contributes to the rereadability for these types of books the fact that there are little things in there that you may not notice on the first read through but on the second or third or what have you you know you're going to pick up on those and i feel like some of the tones can be played with as well so it all depends on what you're feeling when you're reading it because a lot of I, I'm, I'm forgetting the specific line, but, you know, I read it through once and I read it, uh, I, I interpreted it a different way. And then I read it again in a different mood. And I was like, oh, th this this is not what I thought the first time, you know. So I, I got that. And uh, it's it's appreciated. Uh, first of all, thank you for reading it twice. That's one more time than my mom. Uh, <laughs> Take and that, so, Ben's so mom. Yeah, and and secondly, uh, that's that's so rad that you did theater. That's great. What um, not to derail this too terribly, but like, what uh, you know, what what did you do? What, did you, what were your um, musicals? Uh, yeah, musicals. So I did um, I did some musicals. Uh, some in high school, some in college. Uh, I did some stage. Did you wait? Did you ever do Rocky? No. The greatest of all time. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's still time. We will see. We'll see. Maybe I'll get into like community theater or something. I, you know what? It's funny. I've thought about actually getting back into it, but it's just like I don't I, know. I don't have the time to devote to to that right now. You know what I mean? But like, I feel like part of me would feel really fulfilled if I just did like one more stage performance or... Well, here's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen uh, listening today, we will be doing the entire soundtrack live. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and for legal reasons, I can't play any more than that. Correct. Yeah, pretty much. No, I did... Um, I did do kind of like a, a musical review in college and a friend of mine, um, we did Sweet Transvestite. So that was kind of cool. Uh, but I haven't done like the whole performance. I go to Shadowcast all the time. We do. So I would love I would love to go with you guys. Yeah. I, I haven't been to one in, uh, in New England. I've been to one in a uh, couple places, but never here. Yeah, fuck yeah, we're in Worcester, so we can totally meet up. Um, I try to go to them sporadically throughout the year, but obviously around Halloween is when they're more abundant. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, yeah, dude, let's do it. I, I get dressed oh. up. I, I dress up as Columbia, which is easy because of the pink hair, but yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, I would, I'd for sure, I would, you know what, it's like, it's funny because like. I'm trying to convince Patsy to dress up as Rocky, but he won't do it. Why? He's already got the gold thong. I know. I, and I'm just working <laughs> on just, my. He says physique. it's a little. It's a little breezy on the bits. Also, I don't have the gold <laughs> boots. On the bits. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, <laughs> that's a great phrase. I don't. I just like. You, do you know sometimes like some things will just give you joy? Mm-hmm. You know. And right now, breezy on the bits is giving me immense amounts of joy. You're welcome. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, yeah, your bits, Patrick. Thank you. Your bits are giving <laughs> um, me. Joy. Your breezy bits. I was gonna say, I'm glad my bits can can bring you joy. Again, and that code is www.lisamattresses.com slash breezybits for 10% off. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. So I do have a question for you, kind of getting back into the whole comic book uh, oh, yeah, conversation. I, I write those. Okay. Yeah, do you do. So, And I have a Kickstarter that is running. Oh, wait. No, no, no. That comes later. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, a, that's what we call a teaser in the biz. Stick around, kids. You'll yep. learn all about the Kickstarter. Um. So what are your favorite characters to write for? Because you write for several. Yeah. Like, do you have, like, a specific character that you just really look forward to writing for? Or, like, a a certain, like, scene with a couple of characters that you look forward to writing for? Or... Um, off the top of my head, the, you know, it's it's not necessarily so much that. It's a lot more of that situational stuff. So, like... You you give me two characters and put them in a place and I will get excited to find out what happens there and how you can raise the stakes and how to truly make that an emotional, impactful moment. Like, do you know – so, all right. So here's the best way to describe it. There is – there are so many days in our lives that we get through and we go to sleep and we wake up and we do it again. And then there, for some reason there are these moments in our lives that are imprinted onto us and we have a crystal clear memory of that exact thing and my goal is to make as many of those crystal clear imprints into a story as possible and and as few of the passing fancies of everyday existence um so it it it's it's it seems like a like a didactic answer, but really I'm not so interested in character because any because if you think about like any of us have a story, any of us have a, have those moments that even even a person who has never left his house in the entire world has walked into his room and seen the slippers that he puts in the exact same place in a slightly askew place, and that is impactful to him situationally. And we can appreciate that. So it has so much more to do with that type of stuff than it does necessarily with character. But those, I live for those moments. If I can find a thing like that where I'm like, this is this is a, a snapshot moment. Um, and if I can build up to that and recede from that in a pleasing way somehow that's that's what i like to do the most well i can i can tell you that in uh seance room you did that with uh without giving it away or spoiling it Uh, uh, spoiler for the uh, it's the first issue of uh, this you know multiple out and i think it's that's fair if you want to that's fine i'll describe what what's going on but not what happened because like i said this was such an impactful like I can, you know, I read this a while ago. I did reread it today just to see if it still hit me the same way, and it did. The oh, lethal injection. You. Yeah. That, like, that scene and everything building up to it, like, the buildup was great. Like, it was a great payoff. But that scene is, yeah. Yeah, that. Thanks. Can you believe, can you believe that, uh, as a company, SourcePoint Press let me do that as a first issue. 
Yeah, like, that, <laughs> dude, that's incredible. Yeah. Right? I, have, I, I will, I will never not love them for that fact alone. Well, we've we've included, uh, we did an update to our website. We made sure to include a link to Source Point Press so people can get the book. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank I, you. I, that scene alone makes the book worth it. Yeah, and it, well, it's even funny too because I think people listening to this will be like lethal injection. Oh, cool! Like a little murder action, and it's like you even if you hear that, there, I don't think you can possibly comprehend what that actually means unless you finally read it. Um, and that, yeah, and that—that's exactly it. That's like a snapshot, snapshot moment, and it is like if you read the. It's not that I wanted to write that that character who's experiencing that, like. Uh, it was it was more about the, that situation of like what um, how it how it got to that point. Yeah, and and it's it's you know going back to that the answer earlier of the Twilight Zone thing. Like mm-hmm. the one thing I always loved about that was they kind of put you in a place to say like this is the furthest possible logical ending of your premise. And here's the absurdity of it. And now let's sort of land somewhere before that presented ending in a logical, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm uh, with that issue. I was intentionally pushing people too far with a absurd premise to say, you know, let's, let's land somewhere more in a reasonable. Yeah. As opposed to taking you literally. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Let's leave but some it, room for interpretation. But it's like, yeah, no, it, it, this is what it, you it, wanted. What's the problem? Yes, that, that, that sentence, that right there. This is what you wanted. This is specifically what you said. This is what you fought problem? for. This is what you, you, you battled for. This is what you ran your, your, your uh, campaign on You know, as a senator. This is what you ran your campaign on. Yeah, this is what you're bragging about at the in the beginning of the uh, you know the opening few panels of the of the comic. Like, so what, why are you so upset? Yeah, right, exactly. The, yeah, like that, um, the, that's such great storytelling right there. Thanks, dude. I, I mean, seriously, I appreciate that. That I don't take that lightly at all. Thank you so much. That's. Um, <sighs> yeah, we, I want to get as many eyes on this as possible because, like. Especially in, you know, the political climate that we find ourselves in. But it's you know what I, I'll say this. So I <clears throat> obviously now I've lived with that for a couple of years and with this issue that I wrote, which does have political connotations if you uh, if you look at it. But at the same time, it's like it's it has so much more to do with uh, hypocrisy and yes. like your word, and it's like say what you mean and mean what you say. Um, and it just happens to be in something that, ugh, God, for the love of God, still is an issue um, for some fucking reason. And then, um, you know, so it, it's at the end of the day, it's like that. It's not that I'm trying to die on this hill uh, of of what that issue is about. It it really does have more to do with the fact that it's like you know we we are people. We are only as good as our word. Our word is impactful. And be careful. Right. I mean, you could have chosen, you know, any number of, of uh, you know, issues where people find themselves, you know, saying one thing but feeling another, you know, they're on the or opposite act- side. 
yeah. you know, more acting on another or 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 profiteering like, on you know, saying one thing and then profiteering on another, which is even worse. Because it's you like know, all these all these uh, you know, like just to throw an example out there, all these you know, you know, hardcore anti-gay you know people that are just like, oh, being gay is wrong, and it's like, oh, that guy was found with an underage teen boy. Yeah, those, that's it's amazing how many of the times that happens. I what did I see today? I was like, uh, 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 they were like, it's we started it as gender fluid people. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam or Eve. <laughs> I was like, that's brilliant. Someone, someone like threw that back at you know the 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 religious righteous to be like Adam and Eve. It's a continuation. It's not or. It's not a delineation. <laughs> um, which I loved. I thought that was so great. Um, and yeah, and well, and it's funny then because then like issue two of that seance room thing—that's it's a totally different thing. It has it has nothing, nothing to do with any of the themes really that are brought up in the first. It's it's a totally separate. Someone else goes into the seance room, and the ghosts and the owner act accordingly. Yeah, and it's 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 you know like we keep bringing up the Twilight Zone. You know, there's a common thread that runs through it, but. You know, it's all different people with different stories and different circumstances, but it's still the Twilight Zone every time. Yeah, it's you know, it's like the seance room is, is kind of like that thing of like if if Rod Sterling ran a house where the the crypt keeper Alfred Hitchcock and some other people were there just waiting to fuck with your head. Yeah, you know. So yeah, man, that's <clears throat> and that's that's the one that got me started, and uh, we could talk all day about the you know some of the other projects I got working on, um, but. I I did I specifically came on because I gotta I gotta get the word out about this new one. Yes, yes, tell us. So I at this very moment we have a uh, th- so this is this is a little interesting. So I have a book called Chongo, the Broken Veil, uh, and what it is very simply is that we all have demons and they are live with us, uh, and this our lead character, this boy Ruben. He can see them. So he sees your demons made manifest, your insecurities as spe- like your own specific demon. Um, and we catch him at the moment where he is finally ready to do something about it. So it's a it's a it's a two part graphic novel, complete story. One part a, act A is what we're funding right now, and it is a, a double sized issue. So it's a big old boy, and it's full color, fully illustrated. I mean, it, it's it's Top tier, looks great. Mike Mignola style art, it looks phenomenal. By uh, yeah, Cesar Feliciano, who did a whole bunch of stuff for Comics Tribe. If you guys are New Englanders, you've definitely seen like Sync, uh, Oxymoron, Red Ten. Like that's that's where he comes from. And and uh, so we're we're running this this uh, crowdfunding campaign for it right now. And uh, we so but here's the thing. So it's actually kind of interesting. We started on Indiegogo. And I have since found that Indiegogo is uh, sort of be- be- bemoaned. I, I don't know, think I knew this. And and uh, so we saw no, I mean, God, no activity on this thing. And I've funded things before through Kickstarter and like, you know, big projects and stuff. And uh, I saw nothing. And we were really worried. So finally we reached out to people. And apparently it's like Indiegogo is really associated with uh, a certain type of creator that is on uh you know i i don't i don't want to speak out of turn because i don't know i'm i'm just sort of caught in the crossfire of this thing i I don't want to speak like a like an advocate or a like i get it um 
So we are also doing a Kickstarter. So we're doing simultaneously an Indiegogo for Chongo, the Broken Veil, as well as a Kickstarter for Chongo, the Broken Veil, uh, which by the time this podcast comes up, that Kickstarter will be live. So you can go to either one and you can get, you know, uh, 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 you can not only get the comic, but you can also get like the comic plus drawn into the comic. You can get the comic plus you can get, um, uh, I, I do a, a custom horror story about your demon on the back of a vintage postcard that you get. Uh, you can get your, you can tell Caesar what your insecurity or like what your sadness is and he'll draw you a demon custom made based on what you told him. So like, there's a lot of really cool, very, very, very interpersonal stuff in these, uh, in these Kickstarters, but I, I we got to get some eyes on them, get it, get it get some people to it uh and luckily right now you can do either the kickstarter or the indiegogo whatever you want to do we're there all right so what we'll we'll make sure that you know we'll post this on throwdownthursdaypodcast.com we'll post it to the facebook group the page you know all our social medias to you know get some some eyes on this because you've got uh, uh i believe i, I shared the uh, indiegogo one yeah and that's got uh about 45 days by the time this airs it'll have like 45 ish days uh left so plenty of time to to uh you know know, to do your bills and do your budget and make sure you save a couple of bucks to uh throw towards this kickstarter and either either uh either uh kickstarter or indiegogo whichever you prefer whichever is easier for you um yeah if you have if you have the right exactly it's like if you have your account on either one it, it doesn't matter we're doing this full throttle both sides um and uh you know, the kicks obviously Kickstarter is preferred because if we get all the money on that, then we actually get it funded uh, through that. But if, if you put it on the Indiegogo, we uh, that money it's it's a it's, oh god, the whole thing's so annoying. It really is. And you know, we did this I because the thing was is we could have gone through a publisher for this, but there was something really personal about this and the fact that we're trying to do it in a double sized issue. Uh, two double-sized issues it's that doesn't really fit into a a formula per se for a lot of publishers so we were kind of it i mean this is this sounds like it's total fan service but like we did it so that people could get more uh and and i i just want people i i really you know we've been working on this for a year over a year now and uh i now it's at the point where it's like i want people to see it i want people to grab it and uh you know go go to that kickstarter guys for chongo the uh uh broken veil and 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 get this stuff get you know tell us your demons and i'll write you a story on the back of an old magician postcard and you get your own story like this some cool shit it's not you know it's not just like uh here's a pin i've done i don't know i've I've gotten pins before but it's like here's the pin it's like this is some really cool stuff that you can get yeah and that you know that goes to what we were talking about earlier um how is it that you can stand out and and you know be different from everyone else. Yeah, yeah, and you know, to to that point, it's like there's different for the sake of different, and then you have like weird avant-garde art, and then there's different for the sake of like if I was on the other end of this, what would what would be what would I want to see? Like, what would I want to do? And 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 hopefully, we sort of are gonna give people that not only with the comic but also with the different rewards from the kickstarter so uh yeah go guys go i uh you know 
you don't you don't know how much it means to me. Every single person who does this, it, it, it's it means the world. You guys, uh, you know, and and then you what you do is you, you get it, you read it, and and then you see me at conventions because I'm in New England. I'm always everywhere, and, and we become friends. It's great. Look at guys. If you go to the Kickstarter, we will be lifelong friends. What? <laughs> what more what? could you ask? And who for? doesn't want to be friends with Ben Goldsmith? Uh, uh, well, you know. <laughs> so. Do you it's have exhausting. any? Do you it's have any, uh, you know, you Rachel, is it exhausting? That's my fiance just came in, it's and she, it's horrendous. She said, "I can, it's I can fun. understand that." Yeah. Uh, it a good day? No, no, you can't understand that. I can understand that. No, you are exhausting. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, Dad, stop fighting. Um. So I'm already I'm gonna, in I'm gonna throw the pickles away. <laughs> How, uh, you know, I know you, you said you've got a lot of convention stuff. What have you got coming up? Where can, uh, you know, because we have listeners all over the place. Yeah. Where can, uh, where can, where can people, people find see you, you? In, the next, in the next, you know, month or two? Wait, that was amazing. Did, wait, do, do that one again. Where can people find you? Who did, that was. That was Ashes. You like that? That was weird. It didn't even sound like you. That was like a, another human. <laughs> it's one of her multiple personalities. Hey, we're all we're all a fucking delight, okay? Yeah, who am I talking to right now? Which personality? Do they have names? This is Ramona, and she's a badass. Ramona, she rides a Harley. Um, and then gets mad when you say, "Oh, chicks don't ride," because she rides. Uh, <laughs> so, where can people find me? I'll be at. Um, both of the Connecticut shows, the Mohegan Sun and the what's the fucking other place, the Mo, the other Foxwoods. Fox, thank you. So you'll be at Terrificon and um, Comic Con. Yep, <gasps> we're gonna be at we'll, Terrificon we'll see too. See you at Terrificon. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good show. I also, I definitely, we'll do some hangings. We'll do some hangings. Um, we'll and then, uh, but this. but you know what? You won't. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> it's like you won't get fun, energetic. Ben, you'll get like. Oh, hey guys, I'm really tired, and like I need you to like go upstairs. <laughs> like that, that. <laughs> um, and then, uh, oh god, what else is coming up soon? Rock and Shock is that's the big one that I'm yep. stoked for. We'll be there Fuck. for that. Love Rock and Shock. Yep. Um, New York Comic Con, uh, Keystone Comic Con in Pennsylvania. Uh, Granite State Comic Con in New Hampshire, Rhode Island Comic Con, Providence. We'll be so, there. oh well, shit! You, you just got a card pool everywhere. Apparently, <laughs> hey. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm doing. I'm doing a lot. Of, obviously, a lot of that stuff. We, you know, we just finished a big string of like the. So we did. Oh, we did Dublin this year. That was what? cool. Yeah. Yeah, we did Dublin Comic Con. We were we got invited through SourcePoint, and uh, that was crazy. awesome. How long no, were you there? We were there for about a week, I'd say. Um, I, you know, luckily, uh, my fiance and I got to go um, uh, as part of. The, so, SourcePoint Press is based out of Detroit. So, only Casey Pierce, who writes Nora, um, and Travis McIntyre, who's the editor in chief, were able to go uh, because the tickets from Detroit to Dublin are like double what it is from Boston to Dublin. So then I got to go and and my fiance got to go as well. So we, we got to sort of make a trip out of it and go see, and we have friends over there. So it was, uh, we really made the most out of that trip. That was awesome. And you know what, honestly, when you can uh, make the comic con trips work 
as as in that dual purpose like that the best like i had a buddy mark mckenna who when he comes out this way he his wife is from this area so like he then will you know they they'll make a whole trip out of it which is and they're not from this the new england they don't live here so it's it's you know that's you, you try you hope for those moments but yeah man so uh you guys can find me at all those new ones and then uh the big one is obviously new york comic-con which i will be at and we will be doing uh source point press's first ever after new york comic-con sponsored event which i put together for them which is a, a nerdy burlesque show what? featuring yes that sounds like yeah. fun it should be some real hooting, hollering times. I'm telling you, we're uh, it's it's a, a company called Metropolis Burlesque. They're based out of Brooklyn, and they do all nerdy sort of like like uh, Miyazaki inspired burlesque. They do Rick and Morty inspired burlesque, and obviously comic book inspired burlesque. And now they will be doing some uh, Source Point Press specific comic uh, related burlesque. So uh, it's gonna be fucking awesome, is what it's gonna be. Yeah, it sounds it like that sounds really awesome. But don't forget to go to my Kickstarter and <laughs> oh yeah, we'll have that. we'll have links every which yeah. way. Fuck, fuck New York and burlesque because all I care about right now is that Kickstarter. Well, like I said, we'll make sure that we uh, we share it up and down everywhere. You know, that's what's nice about now having a website is we're able to you know share some stuff a lot easier. People can just go and click; they don't have to sift through social media mm. i mean yes. you still can we're still gonna put it up there too but we're just gonna plaster yeah. it everywhere that's awesome uh <laughs> great that sounds amazing to me that's like that that to me is like music to my ears you know um i and thank you guys thank you thank you specifically and also thank you to all the listeners who have made it this far into the podcast and, and haven't turned it off and haven't turned off to me as a human being. I really appreciate you guys sticking and, and hopefully reading the stuff and uh, joining on board, not just with me, but with SourcePoint Press um, and all the, cause we, they, it's all horror comics. Like I, we didn't even talk about it. Like they, they do Holliston, you know, Holliston, Adam Green's uh, old TV show that was on yeah. Fearnet. Yeah. that we do their comic book now. You know, what's funny. And I, I, I've brought this up a couple of times. Uh, on the show, the uh, Cumberland Farms, where they go to, I actually worked there when I was 18. <laughs> I worked at that, there's, the Holliston so, Cumberland Farms. So in the second issue of Holliston, there's an entire thing about how to pr- how to pronounce Cumbies properly, um, which I think is lost on 90% of the people who read it. And then like the people from New England are like, yeah, they, they, <laughs> They got it, man. You know, I, that's not. I don't. I don't know anyone who talks like that. So, uh, but so we we do. I mean, they do that. They do this. Uh, you know, we just had a movie come out with Corey Nemec from Stargate and Parker Lewis can't lose Rotten Tail. Yes. It's on it's on Prime right now. It's fucking weird, uh, and it's it's uh, so terrible in a good I, way. I remember we talked about this at Scaricon when you were like, when you were like. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't have heard of it. And it's like, oh, what is it? And you're like, Rotten Tail. I'm like, oh, shit, the one about the rabbit? And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. It's it's like, <laughs> it's weirdly, it's a weird moment when people do know it because I'm, I'm so used to trying to, like, 
teach people about what we do that when someone actually knows it it's uh it's it's like oh thank god i don't have to say this <laughs> yeah it looks it looks phenomenal like it's it's really good it's it's really good it's bad it's good you know what the preacher character is the best you'll you'll see it when you read it he's in uh, i tur- you know what it's funny because the, the writer is this guy named david hayes and i turned to him in the screening and i asked i literally asked him i said how much did that preacher make to do this movie and and uh, because the answer is not enough. Like that guy, kill, like fucking kills in the movie. He's so good. Well, I will definitely be checking that out soon. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, we do all that kind of stuff, and it's been a cool run. And I get to talk to rad people like you, and talk your ears off, and uh, and and hopefully, you know, mine your incredible listening fan base for their sweet, sweet green dollar backs. <laughs> Well, do you have uh, anywhere that you like folks to follow you? Any, you know, website, social media? Where do you, where do you, uh... Yeah, of course. So you can find me at www.lisamattresses.com. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the third reference of that joke, and I'm putting it to bed, baby. Oh, nice, nice, uh, nice play on words there. Yep, rule of threes. Oh, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> putting the mattress oh, joke to bed. God. Putting the mattress <laughs> joke to bed. Oh no. Oh no. Why is now now I'm embarrassed? That <laughs> <laughs> really? That that's what you're embarrassed by. That <laughs> puns. I guess it's <laughs> puns is where I draw the line. Oh, see, that's where I start the line. That's Um, yeah, you guys, so follow me on Instagram. That's where I do most of my posting these days. Um, and my handle is at Mr. Ben AU and that's M R B E N A U. My last name's Goldsmith. The AU is chemical there, symbol for gold. Yeah. There go. Very, very clever. I like that. I was um, going to bring that up. I'm glad you did. We try to do what we do around here. All right. And then, um, just friend me on Facebook, follow me, Ben Goldsmith, you know, and, uh, I, you know, uh, I ain't past that point of not accepting friend requests at this point. So that's, that's, you know, that's awesome. also, you know, you want people to come see you at, at the conventions and, you know, get your books, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hand. I mean, don't, don't worry. If you don't come to me, I will call you over from the middle of the aisle. So either way, we're going to meet. Yeah, one way or the other. You guys, because you guys were next to me at ScareCon. Like, you, did you just get sick of hearing me go, hey! You want to hear about a comic? No. Honestly, no. Oh. We we admired your tenacity. I, I was sitting there. I was like, look at him. He's tenacious. <laughs> He's like a bull terrier. <laughs> I, I I am. I'm, I am not tenacious D. I'm tenacious A. Tenacious A-U. A- oh! <laughs> oh! It looks like I've got a new social media handle to, to uh, try out. Uh, <laughs> All right, let me change it right now. Uh, well, um, oh, and I've been sued by Jack Black. Oh, well, that was fast. <laughs> well, he's got nothing else going on right now. I think he's in between filming. But uh, Kung Fu Panda, Panda no, he's eight. Been, he's Kung, been Kung Fu Panda Eight is going to be a hit. You yeah. bite your tongue. It's <laughs> the eight's on its side. That's infinity. <laughs> where where it ends, it it does like a whole like uh, Neil Gaiman. What happened to the Cape Crusader situation? Where like it ends, it, it, it and it begins at the beginning of, of Kung Fu Panda One. It's brilliant. 
Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So I want to thank you for uh, for joining us tonight. Like this was a lot of fun. This like, was we way had too much fun. Really good. <laughs> thank you. I agree. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate. Uh, in general, horror fans, horror podcasters, horror people who appreciate that medium are uh, really a cut above, man. It's it's a it's a great place to to be if you like that stuff because people are fucking cool, man. People are rad that way, including you guys. So thank you. Oh, we appreciate that. So uh, we'll let you go, and we can uh, we'll wrap up our show on the other side of. Uh, some messages so enjoy your evening perfect thank you guys so so much uh everyone you guys are amazing thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you all right take care buddy bye hello this is the sasquatch aka bigfoot but you can just call me frank and when i'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters i like to listen to the paranormal punchers podcast that's right paranormal punchers They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunches.com. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday Podcast. Hey, comic book fans, are you looking for a comic con that has nothing but comic books? Well, there's only one place for you to go, and that'll be Terrific Con, Connecticut's Terrific Comic Con, happening at the Mohegan Sun Expo Center this August 9th through the 11th. Join us at Terrific Con, where you'll see nothing but comic book artists and writers, plus stars from your favorite comic book movies. And TV shows. That's Terrific Con. Connecticut's Terrific Comic Con. Nothing but comic books everywhere you look. For more information, go to TerrificCon.com. Patrick Ray Hall. In the motherfucking house. (laughs) Patrick Ray Hall. In the motherfucking house. And we are back. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview as, as much as we did, because that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Talk about a fun guy. Oh, usually we don't have much room for that. Oh, did you really expect me to like let that one go? <laughs> Pickles. Oh. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll definitely be posting links for uh, for uh, the Kickstarter. Right. So if you're into comic books and you're looking for something new, some something fresh, something that's just different than what's out there, contribute to this Kickstarter. And I can pretty much guarantee that you won't be sorry you did. And you could be a demon. That's cool. Yeah. Right? And I mean, think about it. If any of the stuff that he was talking about, aside from the Lisa mattress sales, any of the stuff that he was talking about interests you about, like, you know, his inspirations and like where he draws his his, uh, you know, characters from, like, check out his work, you know, you know, Marvel already has plenty of money, you know, support some of these indie folks, you know, like. You know Derek Rook and and Steve Van Sampson over at Rush, Rough House Publishing because clearly Ben has uh, very strong feelings about them too. He's a huge fan of those guys, as are we. So, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. 
So, Ashes, we did something a little different last week. So, we, we had a battle, but we didn't have a battle. We had a conflict. It was a conflict of interest, per se. Per se. Uh, so, we asked you guys, what characters would you like to hear Throwdown Thursday cover in future episodes? And... We kind of just started with a couple of characters, and you guys did a really great job of adding to it, and we're going to kind of talk about some of those characters that you guys voted on. Yeah, we had, uh, uh, there were nine total selections that people chose. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jason Voorhees is one that we definitely need to cover at some point. Uh, yes, and, and Alex D. Vincenzo, who is actually going to be on next week's episode, yes. uh, said Jason and have me on for it. So yes, absolutely. Well, let's let's see how he does with <laughs> next week's show first before we start going inviting people willy nilly. All right. Um, I thought that's what we did here. No, that is what we do. Inviting people be on my show. You want to be on my show? I don't know if we can afford Alex though. I have a show. I mean, he is a broke horror fan, so. Yeah, I mean, we could probably lure him in here with half a sandwich. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jason. What about Ford- half a hot dog? <laughs> Ooh. It depends if he thinks a hot dog is a sandwich. We'll have to ask him. Uh, the great debate. Um, yeah, so Jason Voorhees is definitely one. Friday the 13th is one of my favorite horror franchises. And the fact that we haven't covered him yet is yeah, kind of is surprising. Weird. I mean, we were married um, on a Friday the 13th. You know, also, uh, the next one on our list is the Venture Brothers that I was uh, added by show. powerful Brandon. Yes. And I, the only episode of the Venture Brothers that I've seen is the Rocky Horror-inspired episode. Oh, there's so, there's so many good ones. Like, so that show is I'll have to, so quotable. I think it's on Hulu or Netflix I'll have Netflix to get myself an education. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll start watching that. It's probably going to take us a couple months before we're ready for that one. But, but, yeah, definitely expect that one in the future. This next one I'm really excited for. Because <laughs> how the hell did this happen? Uh, this was suggested by Evil Corny and seconded by Monster Zero. And um, thirded. By I think I thirded it because it was too ridiculous not to. <laughs> but Johnny we have been, we've been talking about taking fictional characters and their portrayal in the media and like trying to compare them to their real life selves. Uh, so I would definitely want to do a show on Michael Raven Shadow. <laughs> One hundred percent. If you are unfamiliar with who Michael Raven Shadow is, you're lucky. Um, no, just listen to our <laughs> promos. He's the guy that's like, oh, you've seen two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, the box and the monkey. Like that's Michael Raven Shadow. That's how he sums up two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. The box and the monkey. Michael Raven Shadow is notorious for smoking too much and never watching the films. However, on Trick or Treat Radio, he does have a rad tattoo that I designed for him. He does. Yes. Yes, he does. Um, he says Bombaleo a lot. He, he also uh, I probably shouldn't mention this because I'm sure he doesn't like it. But you mentioned Powerful Brandon and uh, he, he gave Powerful Brandon a nickname that he did not like. Oh, yes. <laughs> I totally forgot about that until you just brought it up. Oh yes, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I should was mention it. Michael Raven Shadow that gave him the nickname. Yeah, Raven Shadow gave him the nickname oh, okay. Second Patsy, <laughs> <laughs> or Other Patsy. I other Patsy. It was, no, it was Second Patsy. Second, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. then, 
But then um, Aries, we were gonna, Aries reinforced it. We were gonna. We weren't even gonna say anything. But Aries was like, "No, that's sticking. That's that's staying." Only because Brandon reacted to it. Had Brandon not reacted, it would have just gone by the wayside. <laughs> but uh, what else did we get? Uh, Tiffany so from we, Child's Play. Yeah, yeah. That I I added that one because I love Jennifer Tilly and the character of Tiffany is a great character. There's another character that's on here that was uh, suggested by Coop. Uh, it's Willy Wonka, which is a character we have covered, but I feel like warrants a second. Oh, and I think it also, um, we can delve more into the books. Yes. And talk about the difference between the book Willy Wonka, the Gene Wilder portrayal, and then the Johnny Depp Ugh. portrayal. Because, I mean, it. Regardless of your opinions on it, it's a thing that exists. Yeah, it is out it's there a version the of the character. So exactly. We need to talk so, about you know, I, we do the characters you love and love to hate. That's true. So that is um, our catchphrase that I came up with. It is. Yes. Good job. So. So, yeah, that's a character we can always revisit uh, later on down the line. Yeah, there's, you know, Freddy Krueger's on here. Um, Ian uh, Wallace from uh, Amalgamania. Who uh, I recently joined on a Twitch stream. Uh, we were t- twitching uh, Bro Force. If your stream twitches, I think you need medicine for that. Yeah, it's uh, if, well. It could also be that it's a little breezy on your bits. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't put a fan next to your uh, next to your toilet. Um, he wants to do some urban legends. That could be interesting. I'm all d- I'm all down for that. You know, we can maybe talk to our. Uh, our friends, the Paranormal Punchers, see if mm. they have anything specific that they'd want to discuss. Uh, I'm sure they have a, a vast knowledge. Um, Batman was also suggested. And Batman, uh, I feel like we should do that because this is like the 80th anniversary of Batman. 19, uh, 1939 Detective Comics came out. So we should probably talk about, you know, a, a, at least a storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, because just there trying to cover so many, 80 years of Batman right. in one show and is difficult. There's so many different incarnations of the character, mm-hmm. and it's something that we wouldn't be able to cover fully and completely and properly in one episode. Right. Um, and then SpongeBob. SpongeBob! Um, yeah. That's definitely one we need to cover. What is fun? I mean, we could uh, always reach out to... Uh, Jay Lender and, and Micah Wright from uh, their watching because that's a show they worked on. So I think only Jay did, if I'm not mistaken. I don't. I don't believe Micah did, but no. But Micah did uh, some other Nickelodeon shows. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right. It's been a while since I've I've chatted with them, but yeah, uh, they might be some good. You know, we want to get experts on the subject. This is true. <laughs> yes. Know. So Maybe we'll uh, just call up Tom Kenny. Be like, can you just laugh in your SpongeBob voice for an hour and a half? <laughs> that might get that might get old. Ah, never. Uh, yeah. He can sing the Krusty Krab pizza song. Well, I mean, that would be okay. It is the pizza for you and me. Um, but yeah, there's these I characters mean, and others. And if you have others. more suggestions, let us know. Uh, we're in the process of putting together some great shows. We still have some ideas that. We're not mentioned. Um, 
So, yeah, we're going to do stuff, and it's going to be great. I mean, we have a great show that I'm surprised we haven't covered that's coming up next week uh, with what Alex. What are we doing next week? Next week, we are talking about everyone's favorite swarthy sea captain, uh, Robert Shaw's Quint from the 1975 original blockbuster Jaws. So that's what we're doing next week. And I am very, I am, uh, very excited. Uh, you can't see it because this is radio, but I have a raging dorsal fin right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're very excited to be to be covering this. And I mean, Alex is a, a casual Jaws fan. I mean, oh yeah, just generally you get a tattoo if you know super you kind of like something. So yeah, so it's summer. We're gonna talk some sharks and yeah, it's gonna be great. So I think with that being said, we, we will, will see you next Thursday. Thursday. <laughs>